Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft. Uh, you know that because you clicked on it. If you don't know that, uh, that's what it is. It's the voice of Cincy Craft. It's a podcast. We talk about beer. Uh, we talk about things that are beer related. Uh, I'm kind of excited about this episode, but I'm also kind of dreading this episode because I've drank a lot of non-alcoholic beer trying to kind of explore what it is and trying to figure it out. And I really haven't been super happy with almost any of it. So I am not, I don't have high hopes for what we're walking into. Uh, but I sent a message to Marco and Julia of Truth Beer Podsequences. Check them out, truthbeerpod.com. Is that right? Yes. Uh, uh, they talk about local podcasts. So I figured... Local beer podcasts. Local beer podcasts. Yes. I figured if I'm going to uh, torture anybody with non-alcoholic beer, <laughs> uh, this is their podsequence for what they do. Oh, no. <laughs> here we, it is. We were on an amazing streak of not having any podsequences, but now uh, here it they, has all come back to Here us. they come. Here we go. Here we go. Here are the podsequences. <laughs> uh, we have a nice little selection in front of us. Uh, yes. uh, say hi, guys. Uh, Marco, hi Julia, guys. whoever wants to introduce yourselves first or say hi or however we do this. I don't know. I'm, hi, I'm new I'm, to this. I'm Julia, uh, co-host of Truth Beer and Consequences. I put together lists of craft beer events here in Cincinnati to talk about on Truth Beer Consequences. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> you're being modest. Uh, you are being modest. You also do a lot more than that. Uh, and I thank you for all that you do. I am Marco, uh, uh, the other half of Truth, Beer, and Consequences. Uh, and thank you for the invite, I of guess. Course. Uh, well, I, just showed, <laughs> I showed up to where you guys were recording and just set up my shit and said, hey, take a microphone and uh, uh, you guys now have to do well, this. Well, no, no, no. Uh, that, we, that's a lie. This all came down because it's I... It's I, my truth. It's oh, not a lie. Okay. All right. All right. What, and, right. and I also don't know. You said you're excited and not. Uh, you're excited uh, that we're here, or the beer, the non-alcoholic beers are here. Or you're excited, uh, not excited I'm, that we're, I'm you know, a little bit of both. But I'm mostly non non excited about the non-alcoholic beer because yeah. uh, they all just kind of taste like garbage to me so far. Yeah. There's been a couple uh, from from these guys here. Um, for anybody who's looking at the video, um, we'll, we'll we'll talk about all of that. Which I mean, I guess we can. Uh, no, we're not going to dive into the beer yet. Uh, tell us a little bit first before we get into the beer um, about your show, about Truth Beer Consequences. I assume most of the people that listen to this are familiar with it, but maybe not. Yeah, thank you, Noom, for uh, giving the opportunity for us to talk about our show on your platform. Uh, so we get together, get together every week. Uh, at a podcast host recently, it's been Higher Gravity Summit Park. Yeah, shout out uh, to Higher Gravity before, not to interrupt you, but uh, they are hosting this show right now, yes. whether they know it or not. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Higher Gravity. Um, and previous to that, we uh, got together at BC's Bottle Lodge Montgomery, RIP. Um, but they are going to come back soon uh, with a, um, a brewery. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, we uh, actually... Uh, got together and had this nucleus of an idea of a, a podcast that talks about Cincinnati craft beer podcast based off of uh, one of your shows that wasn't a show until very recently, uh, the Weekly Pint. Uh, I was itching to do a podcast and I found this, uh, I it just this person kept popping up in, you know, social media and just was um, you know, commenting and, and, and fun and interesting and doing fun and interesting things on social media. And um, one day I called into the Weekly Pint and I said, I, 
I want to do a podcast about Cincinnati Craft Beer Podcast, and I want Julia to be the host with me, the co-host. And so uh, that idea sparked us to get together and then eventually form what became Truth Beer Pod. At the time, we didn't know what the name was going to be. We had a bunch of different names that we threw up in the air, and uh, uh, Truth Beer and Podsequences uh, uh, came out to be the one that, that... that stuck. That stuck. <laughs> um, yeah, and so the uh, at in any given week, uh, there's a zero to twelve or thirteen podcasts. If we're talking about the greater Cincinnati area, you know, with I mean, there's some municipalities that put yeah. out podcasts uh, around craft beer, depending on what's going on. So, you know, we just wanted to come together and, and talk about those and not everything that we say on the podcast is exactly true mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it is and we mix in some sprinkles of of not uh, to uh, make you sort of think is that real is that not real also hopefully it's fun and entertaining uh, we're working on that part <laughs> uh, you'll get there eventually it, it, we're One working on the fun One and entertaining part uh, but we, it is a labor of love. Uh, certainly, uh, neither of us have, um, been able to, um, buy new houses or, <laughs> or, but, or yachts. But you guys uh, are extremely consistent with putting out episodes. Uh, you are more consistent than any of the shows that you talk about. 92 <laughs> episodes and not a single week missed so far. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing all right. 92 main episodes. Now we also put out a... Uh, 0.5 calendar episode every week that tells you all of the uh, big beer events or as we call them BBEs around uh, Cincinnati. Uh, We do that for about a a, like a three month period from when you're listening. Uh, So uh, we do that. And then we also record bonus content and we go live on on Facebook every now and then, and we try to, you know, give uh, Patreon content and whatnot. We're, the show's evolving, so, right. you know, we, uh, we're, we're just, uh, we're loving what we do, and um, yeah, no, I mean, we, we haven't uh, found the, the, the uh, magic bullet uh, to uh, have us get rich off of this, uh, but we are, we are definitely... We are definitely uh, rich off of the fun and the, you know, the experience and also, you know, interacting and meeting all the people that we have. I mean, I, I can't tell you how fun, like as an example, going to your hosted event, um, Beer, Booze and Bonks and yeah. uh, Binks, Boinks and Boobies and all that at the uh, uh, Wing Warehouse uh, last year. I mean, I, I took my wife along with me and then a, a bunch of us got together and my wife, her eyes were just wide open as to how many interactions that we yeah. had and, you know, the, the, the people she got to talk to. Or, and not only that, I mean, for me being in Cincinnati craft beer for almost eight years now, um, and she never would go to events, as I got to at least say... Uh, I told you. I promise like, I, I've been going to work and I, I've been doing I, stuff. I, I told you I've been like, I, these people are real. This is not fake. And so that was, that was fun. And then, you know, I think, uh, Julia, uh, really, you know, 
but for those of you who don't know, Julia does a, um, a really cool thing surrounding beer vent, uh, that she's done for several years. And she puts together a, a, uh, a song parody every single day of beer vent. Yeah. Um, for uh, the higher gravity beer vent calendar and in years past for other calendars, but uh, specifically around the higher gravity beer vent calendar. And so those things have been really awesome, really fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, other than that, I mean, Julia, what, what else do you have to add to, you know, what we do or what we're doing or what got us into it or, you know, any of that mess? only thing that I really have to add is most of it was we both really enjoyed all of the Cincinnati-based craft beer podcasts out there yep. and wanted to try to share our excitement and our takes on those podcasts with other people and thought there could be anywhere from one hour to six, seven, eight hours worth of podcasts each week about this. Yeah. If we can kind of consolidate uh, consolidate that and put out a kind of our versions of a recap of those, sometimes being entirely truthful, throwing in a couple sprinkles of things that make you go, did they really say that? To try and drive people to everyone else's content. And hopefully we've done that. I mean, we've had people that say, man, listen to your episode. And because of that, I listened to this episode of, you know, Cincy Brewcast right. or this episode of Sonder Stories, you know, when that was, you know, more of a regular thing. And... For me, that's more of what it's about than, than anything else. One, one thing I never thought of when we started this podcast, because honestly, I, it, I just figured we were talking to ourselves and the friends that... It always feels that way we're, sometimes. We're in the community that you know cared to listen every now and then. One thing I never thought of is that when... Because Cincinnati is not a flyover state for uh, craft beer anymore. One thing I never thought of is um, people searching for podcasts about a, a beer in a particular city, and us coming. They up. find us, yeah. 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 And, and and not in yes, uh, I haven't done much travel lately over the past few years, but the few places I have gone, I have tried to do that and. It only hit me just now thinking like, wow, some people may find us that way. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's really, really cool. Um, but what, um, the only other thing I'd say is that, you know, we're, we're just huge proponents of everybody in the craft beer uh, scene that is doing a podcast and uh, locally here in Cincinnati and uh, more power to you. And if you're, uh, if you have done one, if you need, you know, or uh, in between episodes, do it. If you're looking to start one, do it. Um, uh, and, you know, if you need direction, reach out to the podcast that you like. You know, you, you, may, you may not care for ours, but, it, but if you care for someone else's, reach out to them and find out how to get started. Reach out to reach out to us, and I'm sure, um, you know the the ones that you like. Reach out to them; they can help you because um, we've had some great advice that we didn't follow, and then we've <laughs> had some, you know, g great advice that we did follow. And so, anybody who's out there, you know, that is thinking about it in this genre 
or and, and maybe beyond or but, anything. Yeah, I mean, if you if you want to start a podcast, start a podcast. It yes. doesn't matter what it's yes. about. Just it is so start easy a podcast. It is easier now than it's ever been to do it. Just start it. You know, it, it it may not stick, or you may change your idea, or you may decide it's not for you. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Just start it and, and figure it out, and just play around. Yeah, with it. yeah. And, yeah. And and this is this is um, been a, a really good time. It's it's a lot of fun. We are actually uh, coming up on our hundredth episode uh, very soon. So, uh, people in the Cincinnati craft beer community, uh, craft beer podcast community. Uh, look out for what's going to hit your uh, notifications or inboxes to see if we can uh, celebrate that together. Um, other than that, you know, um, let's no? drink a beer. Let's yeah. do it. or or, or beer, a, a beer like beverage. A yeah, let's uh, let's see what's up. <laughs> this is. Uh, I mean, it, it it is beer. It's labeled as beer. It's called beer. It's brewed like beer but it's it is definitely different Mm non-alcoholic beer and we'll talk kind of about what that means or um uh, what it doesn't mean um in just a minute but where do you guys want to start with these we have a nice little selection i i'm assuming we go hops later yeah i say start with the bottles Um, because they're already open we have Um, a chris that's so responsible of you (laughs) we have start with the ones that are open we have klaus tauler uh, dry hopped, non-alcoholic. That is, uh, I think, German. Uh, there is Santa Klaus Tauler, uh, holiday brew, uh, also German, and Weinheinstefaner or Weinstefaner, uh, non-alcoholic uh, malt beverage. I would say, and Julia, you you can yeah. uh, also uh, give your opinion. I say no, we she go. can't. <laughs> <laughs> Women are allowed to give their opinion on this podcast as long as I am here. <laughs> Uh, we're, would, we're joking, of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, who's driving you home, Julie? Because, I'm driving I mean, home, when, yeah. Women are allowed to drive? Yeah. That's weird. It's amazing. They, yeah. they can drive, they just don't do it very well. No, uh, definitely that's not. That's what it is. No, no. Uh, I would say uh, Weinstefaner. Yeah. And then I would do the, um, the Wetchitz uh, Holler. The, Santa Claus. The, the, the I would one, go Santa I, before dry hop, depending, yeah, on, date, depending on dates. Let's go. Let's uh, go. But like, yeah, let's, I would do that that let's way. Let's go Vine Stefano first. Get, pour you guys some, and uh, we'll talk about this. Uh, this is... Holy I, shit, I don't know if I can handle that much. <laughs> I guess this is probably, in theory, just a German lager-styled uh, non-alcoholic brew, right? Sure. Sounds uh, in good. In theory. What are these um, taster glasses called in German? Uh, they're not Steins. Uh, they're uh, taster. taster. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. This is, uh, right on cue. Uh, Tasters. Th- this says, this is uh, obviously the world's oldest brewery, Weinstefaner, which uh, uh, makes uh, great German beer. Uh, this is a non-alcoholic malt beverage. Contains less than 0.5%, so it's not completely alcohol-free. There is a little trace in here. Um, keep that in mind if you are, will die if you drink alcohol. Um, brewed and bottled by... Uh, uh, Bayer, Bayer, It's not really telling me a lot about what it's supposed to be here. By the way, the reason it's 0.5 or go. under is because, I mean, some actual off the shelf fruit juices have yeah. about it's still that. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not a lot of alcohol. Uh, yeah. You are buying things already that have that much alcohol in it and just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this says our golden yellow, non-alcoholic malt beverage tastes like a premium malt beverage. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay. Okay. Oh, these German translations are fantastic. Okay. Let me, let me be very slow about how I read this because, uh, it's good. 
Um, our golden yellow non-alcoholic malt beverage tastes like a premium malt beverage has to taste uh, tangy, fresh, and full-bodied with hints of cloves and honey, as well as a fine yeasty spirit. Uh, the unique taste is achieved by a method developed in collaboration with the Technical University of Munich Weinstefan. The top fermentation is not interrupted, and the beverage has the entire time to mature. Only after a full development, the alcohol is withdrawn gently. Gently. It'll do it harshly. Gently. Uh, a, a good companion to light summer dishes, sweet and sour dishes, or fruit sorbets. Uh, sure. I think I think Barkeep, someone... can I get a fruit sorbet, please? <laughs> Careful, Adam can hear you he now. He can hear now. He's going to bring a bunch of fruit sorbets over. That'll be awesome. Oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> Except for Mark or and Mark Or what else? A light summery dish. I need a light summery dish, please. All right, let me... Uh, did you guys try this yet? No, not yet. I was waiting I mean, no, to see yet. if we were going to... It looks... It, it looks... Uh, it looks like right. a yeah, we can cheers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cheers to uh, whatever this to is. To Weinstefaner, yeah. I mean, they are the oldest brewery. It's a little... Ah, it smells like beef jerky. Little, That's yeah. amazing. It does kind of smell like beef jerky. I love beef jerky. Beef jerky's fantastic. Um, looks is like beer. beef jerky a light summery dish? It does dish? not smell... Uh, yeah, you Could know. Could it be? I mean... It's, it's, it's everything. Beef jerky is light and summery and uh, meaty and hearty for winter. What do you think, Marco? Because I haven't sipped it yet, and I don't want to leave dead air. Mm. Uh, actually, my God, it smells like beef not, jerky. It it's it's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. I've it, had- it's uh, for okay. Uh, first of all, uh, anything from Germany that I have out of a bottle, I imagine it's going to be. Uh, it's going to have some age uh, and possibly light struck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, doesn't disappoint in that way, and but it also <coughs> tastes very clean after that. Uh, after that, that quality, and um, I don't, I don't. There is that meaty, smoky thing going on, which I can't right. understand where that's coming where that's from. Coming it's, from, it's, I it agree. is. It's really strange. It, but it's it, not bad. It I, it tastes like a, a a steeped piece of beef jerky. Which I've, is which is great. <laughs> it's still, it's yeah, so I mean, good. I've I've had this before. Um, it was maybe a year, year and a half ago. I was. It was when you and I were recording at BC's, and we wanted to do some, like an NA kind of tasting. Right. Uh, Jason from Higher Gravity said, "Try the Vine Stefaner. We keep it at both of our locations. It it tastes fantastic." And I mean, I it just I would be okay with drinking this as like my my third fourth beer, like the kind of wrapping up the night. Yeah. Need to kind of start tapering down to make sure that I'm good to to get home to do whatever so that, I need to do. This that leads this me into a couple questions box. I have, but I don't want to get there yet. I want to talk first, sure, before we get into like why people drink this liquid beef jerky. Uh, before we get into the whys, uh, do you guys know anything about the different processes? I mean, they talk about gently removing alcohol and stuff. Do you guys know anything about some of the processes that go into making non-alcoholic beer? Because there's there's a lot. And a uh, lot of them are like this weird proprietary thing that people are being real secretive about, and it's it's fascinating. Right. The yeah. only thing that I really know well, is, talk, is, is exactly what, what you just said, Gold that Santa. a lot of people don't talk about how they make their non-alcoholic beverages non alcoholic um so i don't know if it's making a heartier hold on i need to finish this if it's making something normal and then kind of watering it down i don't know Mm. if it's 
a heat thing to where they try to like boil off more of the alcohol. So I, I think right, all, of I don't know. all of it's right there. Yeah. F- from, from my, my research, my limited research that I've been doing for the last like four years trying to plan the show. Uh, yeah, I got this one, uh, which I love the way it smells. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the beer in a second, but, um, there are uh, five different processes that I could come up with Whoa. that people are using to make these beers. Uh, number one is vacuum distillation. Uh, it involves heating the beer under reduced pressure, which lowers the boiling point of the alcohol, allowing it to evaporate. The remaining liquid is then cooled, carbonated, and packaged. So alcohol's in there. They gently remove it, which maybe this is what they do here, uh, and then uh, package it. Very dangerous uh, in the sense of... Um, Vapor, alcohol vapor coming off. Well, yeah, but the other thing is if once you're done your packaging, you have to know exactly what that is going to taste like once you're done. And I feel like for all of these processes. We'll get to that part too. You're jumping ahead ahead with some of the downfalls of of an alcoholic beer. Number two, reverse osmosis. Uh, In this process, beer is forced through a semi-permeable membrane that filters out the alcohol and other unwanted substances. The resulting liquid is then blended with unfermented beer to achieve the desired flavor and aroma. I feel like I have... um I've tried more beers with that process than anything else, uh, where you still get that kind of wordy, uh, sweet, unfermented beer flavor going on. Um, Like a Sharps. I don't think I've ever had Sharps. No? No. Coors? I'm sharps? familiar with, with Coors as a company. <laughs> they do Sharps, not okay, alcohol? No, I, I, I believe that. It the, I, just tastes like, like wort. Like unfermented beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is fine. It's uh, nostalgic, I guess, from home brewing days. But uh, number three, arrested fermentation. I've heard about this a lot. Uh, this is where during the brewing process, uh, yeast is converting the sugar into alcohol, uh, and then they just stop it. They stop the fermentation before all the sugars fermented in alcohol results in a low alcohol or non-alcoholic beer. Uh, but you're left with all of that sugar in the beer. Yep. <laughs> same same so problem. Low ABV, high Wor- calorie. Yeah, yeah wordy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's still sweet. It's wordy. It's sweet. Uh, heat treatment. This process involves heating the beer to a high temperature to evaporate the alcohol. However, this process can also affect the flavor and aroma of beer. You're just boiling off the alcohol. Well, you you only go to 170 degrees. You don't go to 212. Yeah, you're not. Bo- yeah, you're, you're not. not you're not boiling you're everything. Not boiling. But you're, you're boiling. But you, you are heating it after it's done to 170 to the point degrees. Where the alcohol you are is. boiling alcohol off. You are off. getting yes. getting the alcohol. And there's because uh, that evaporation happens. Uh, you may need to then. Um, you know, be, um, do, do something, something on the back end <laughs> yeah. to change that to to um, stretch the 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 essentially um, you know more concentrated right. product. Um, I I think a lot of it, all of those processes. There's one more. Oh, go. Let's Which go. kind of goes into let's what you're it, yeah. what you're saying on this one. The last one that I've written down is dilution. And in that process, beer is brewed with a lower alcohol content, maybe using one of these previous methods. Uh, and then it's diluted with water to reduce the alcohol content even further. Or uh, you have a kind of a low alcohol beer that is just diluted down until the alcohol is low enough that it hits what your target is. And, and you have a watery, miserable beer. And what's interesting <laughs> now is there are... Because of the you know wild advancements in yeast, um, there are yeasts that can actually um, 
totally ferment a beer mm-hmm. out in extremely low alcohol contents. Now, I don't know if anybody commercially is using those and then diluting a product, but um, that is certainly a way that a brewery can produce a extremely low alcohol product. Well, and, and I, I'm not going to say that we're not going to hit a point at some point with uh, yeast science where you're not going to be able to ferment a beer and have something that is extremely low alcohol, but still gives you some of those other flavors that you're expecting from the yeast. Uh, what do you guys think of this Christmas guy, this uh, Santa Claus? So, I- <laughs> so the Christmas guy is, for me, it's really interesting. It tastes more uh, almost like a um, like okay. a Christmas <laughs> cocktail beverage. Yeah, it's, it is. Then it which does technically a it is um, from the back of the bottle. This is 50%. Klaus Tower non-alcoholic malt beverage and fifty percent cranberry cinnamon drink. Ah, okay, so, so it is a, it so is a cocktail. We got a shandy. <coughs> it's delicious. Uh, it's, like, I really like this. Christmas shandy. It's sweet. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's really sweet, but man, it's it's uh, it's tasty. It's a little you more perfumey than I want. I want more. Cinnamon, yeah. I want more like uh, <laughs> more fresh, like cinnamon kind of. Um, earthiness to it, but mm-hmm. um, I this is definitely better than that's the, definitely uh, the another way, definitely another way to go about it, right? Making sure. a low ABV product and then cutting it not not with water, which to make um, you know a low ABV you know lager right. or, or mm-hmm. you know low ABV cold or something like that. Type of beverage cut it already with, cut it with zero another percent alcohol beverage, beverage, and then you turn out a just a a shandy or a, a you know, a non-alcoholic shandy or cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. It's good. I it, like sweet I like stuff, so it, I like this, yeah. It, yeah. It's not beer. It's not beer it's, at all. Right. I, I it, would not call this a the, beer. The yeah. flavors are, are tasty and fine. Mm-hmm. Um does taste a little syrupy, but, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's tasty. So, so, Julia, you touched on this a little bit just a minute ago as we pour another one. Um, why would somebody drink this uh, stuff that we are uh, imbibing right now? I mean, you have some of the obvious, you know, people are trying to uh, pay a little more attention to their health and alcohol does cause, you know, bloat, inflammation, that type of thing. So some people might- Is that what it is? For some of us, for others, it's lactose. Uh, they might want to cut down on things that cause that, um, you know, the the kind of dehydration that alcohol causes. You doing okay over there? I'm fine. Okay. Uh, I'm not I, th- gonna, I think I, that's Now the, you messed it all up. I could have edited myself out. Now I have to edit all of this or just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> now there's just going to be snaps now in it's the show. A, Hey, you know, I, I'm trying to help. <laughs> uh, besides some of the kind of obvious health benefits, like for me, it's one of those right now I'm not in a place to where I'm concerned with, you know, too many calories or, you know, trying to cut down on things that might be making me a little bloated at night. I never really drink enough to have, you know, dehydration, headaches in the morning, anything like that. But when we record here, I have a decent drive home. So when it gets near the end of the night. You know what makes a decent drive better? Not living Booze. so far away. Well, oh, yeah. oh, oh, I am, so much I am not... I am. Joke, I am guys. not. We do not no, encourage. Uh, <laughs> no, do, do uh, not. Uh, but it's one of those things to where if you still want to feel like you're having a drink with someone, but you know you need to either taper down or just kind of, uh, just cut down on the sure. alcohol, but still feel like you're having drinks, you know, alcoholic drinks with people. 
I feel like that's a big place of where those non-alcoholic beverages are fitting in more and more. Do any of these that we've tried so far scratch that itch for you? I would say that the um, the Vine Siphoner did because I've had that in the past and I was okay with that. This one I don't feel is as good as the one that I've had before, but that could purely just be yeah, no, the, it was on the ship for the two The ones long. I've Who had knows? before have tasted like Crispy Boys. That one, for whatever reason, yeah. tasted like beef jerky, which oh, I'm not weird. I'm not. Uh, but it's not dogging, bad. It's just weird. Uh, yeah. Beef jerky liquid, but no. um, well, in the, in the Santa one, like to me, the Santa Klaus Tower, uh, I feel like it should be served over ice with like a, a nutmeg garnish over top and right. a straw stuck in it. Like yeah. it's a it's a it's a soda or like a a base for a cocktail. Like it's just still just not a beer. It doesn't right. scratch it's, that itch. It's weird because it depends on the season, the mood I'm in to, as far as like what flavors I want for a drink, like the, the Christmas one, if it were more fall, fall, winter, yes, I think that probably would scratch that itch and make me go, this is exactly what I'm looking for. But if it's summer, if it's, <coughs> excuse me. You okay? You okay? No, no, I'm okay? dying. No, absolutely not. I am dying. Uh, if it's, you know, summer, if I don't want something super sweet and syrupy, um, at least for the ones that I've tried, I might go for, you know, the Vine Stefan or something a little lighter, but I have learned, and maybe some of these other ones we're going to try, I'll change that. The lighter the non-alcoholic beer is trying to be, like a non-alcoholic lager, kind of the, I don't say the worse it tastes, but it does not hit that same taste profile. Right. Because because most, most of them are too sweet, right? Yeah, most of them are too sweet because of the. But what I would say is this one, the Klaus, what is this? the regular Klaus Tyler? Klaus Tyler dry, dry hopped. <laughs> this one out of the three, um, given the bottles were presented, tastes the most like beer. And I, I, I have, I now. Yeah, I'm gonna, it's the closest. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm gonna save what I was gonna say. Right, let me for let me read the later. bottle first. Let me read the bottle. Uh, Klaus Tyler. This is a malt beverage, dry hopped with Cascade hops. I would not guess that that's Cascade. Yeah, same. Um, this Klaus Tyler is the world's first dry hopped malt beverage in its category. Brewed by the German pioneer of non-alcoholic malt beverages, Klaus Tyler dry hopped is full-bodied, amber-colored, with hints of malty caramel. By dry hopping with Cascade hops, uh, we crown its body with citrus, with crisp citrus notes. Finally, we keep our brew unfiltered to allow its rich flavor to unfold with every sip. The result is dark golden masterpiece full of character. Okay. Can I ask a dumb question? Sure. We love dumb questions. All uh, I'm trying to look at the other cans and everything. So far, these are all called malt beverages and yeah. not beers. Is that just purely because of yeah, I, the ABV? I don't legal, want to say it's how they're made. Legal but definition it, of beer... Is probably over a certain percent ABV, right? I would imagine. Would you imagine? Okay. It has to be I, over a certain percent. I don't know. And, and what I'm not going to do is look it up. Yeah, that's too much work. But it's a. It could also be a classification to get it sold easier in different places that you can't sell beer. Uh, I mean, that's what's. You, you can get online and just order these and get them shipped to your door, which right. I think you can do with beer now, too. But um, in theory, all of these, we could just grab one, go hop in the car, and go drive down the street with one because it's not 
can here. you though? Like I don't know that I would feel comfortable trying I wouldn't, it. I would not right. feel comfortable, but you can. I mean, okay. there's no reason you can't. If you're under 21, can you buy it? Like kombucha. Kombucha is like 0.5 percent or lower. Does uh, I, as far as I know, as far as okay. I know, legally you can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be looking. I've never really thought about it. Side eyed at a kid yeah. coming in and buying a six pack of non alcoholic <laughs> beer. But whatever. <laughs> but whatever you're right. I think you can. Yeah. I I don't love. Yeah. This, this one's Klaus near Tyler. beer, not. Uh, but uh, I don't. I don't hate it either. It's. I, I I agree with the fact that I think that st- tastes still the smells, most. Still smells funky. Right, but I do think it tastes the most like a beer of the three, like the the Santa Claus. Yeah, so far that one I kind of want to almost take off the table as kick a it off beer the island, be, just because yeah. it is more of like that chanty. So. It is a mixed beverage and not a straight attempt at being. A non-alcoholic beer right. slash malt beverage. Right. So, so biggest complaints about uh, um, non-alcoholic beer that I've I've kind of gathered from talking to people or researching online: uh, lack of flavor. Non-alcoholic beer may lack the same depth and complexity of flavor that traditional beer has. Uh, it's partly due to the fact that the alcohol content contributes to the overall flavor profile of the beer. I think that's kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, uh, not appreciated sometimes when you're drinking a beer that the alcohol does kind of sure. lend to the flavor of the beer. Um, the thin mouthfeel. Non-alcoholic beer can sometimes have a thinner mouthfeel than traditional beer, which can make it feel less satisfying to drink. Um, I what, think What's weird is that uh, people love uh, sweet. People love sugar. Um, and so... Uh, I would almost think the opposite would happen <coughs> on a wordy beer. It, when I say wordy, it's it's a pre-fermented, wort. Yeah. yeah, pre-fermented out beer. It's wort. Um, but what's interesting is that the the beer drinker actually wants the absence of sweetness for many styles, not all styles. Yeah. I mean. Uh, obviously, you get into the sweeter styles of beer, you know whether it's uh, uh, fruit sours or fruit tarts, or you get into you know uh, um, adjuncted right. stouts and those sort of things. But for somebody looking for a light, crisp, enjoyable beer, uh, they're looking for the absence of sweetness, other than a touch of maybe rice or corn, which a lot of people can't even discern. The rice right. or corn in in a, um, a, a lager, so to speak. What, what there's something about uh, you know there are there are beers with a bigger mouthfeel that uh, when I'm drinking them taste big and full bodied and and heavy, but then don't sit as heavy in my stomach. Whereas these all kind of go down kind of thin and easy but they they sit really heavy yeah. in my stomach in a very different way I feel like, like there's more carbonation like i feel like there's more i don't want to say bloat but yeah you, you definitely notice know, it more they, right, they make right. me feel more bloated than i think regular beer does which is many, which is weird, uh, which is weird yeah. many years ago um i had many many uh backyard uh apparatus or apparati to uh grill and barbecue and when I was going to do a long smoke day, I would start out with a uh, 12-pack of non-alcoholic beer. And I just did not feel good. Um, I felt heavy. I felt sluggish. I, um, I felt like uh, I had to... It, I, it just didn't, didn't feel great. It didn't sit with me 
the way that drinking um, the same amount little, of actual light beer. Uh, yes, the yeah. same amount of actual light beer. I just felt heavier um, in that regard, and so uh, that was a fun experiment to say, "Hey, I wanted to try and you know be sober through this process," and good on you. Um, but I just switched to have a uh, super light beer, you know, every so often right. versus, you know, deciding I'm going to session non-alcoholic beers at that point. To kind of go back to the the flavor touch point that you made, so far these all have, they've been very flavorful, but it's not that same beer flavor, and I right. don't know how to... What is that? Right, right. I don't know <laughs> well, how... And, and I've been I, trying I, to think about that. Like, what, is, what are these missing? And is it alcohol, or is it... Is there something is it, else in it? Right. Is it that they're missing something, or they have too much of something else going on? Well, I think maybe we're missing the actual point. And I, what I mean by that is, for those of us that have no problem at all having, uh, you know, beer with alcohol right. in it, uh, this is only a small sliver of a category that, you know, is on our radar. There are many people out there that cannot have alcohol for, or the the degrees of alcohol um, that a regular can of beer or several <laughs> beers would have. There are many people, just like with gluten-free beer, that cannot have um, gluten. I mean, this this product is meant to be a product as an option for people who... Loved the uh, love the original, uh, or love that that they may or may not have ever been able to have that can now have, and so it, this product I have not found one, and we have a few more to go through. I've not found one that scratches the itch for me right. as a typical um, as a typical beer. But what I would say is, if in my if in my uh, older years, if I'm for health reasons, unable to continue to have the product that, that I love and, and, and have a podcast about it and passionate about it and I work in the industry, if I'm not able to have that anymore because of the alcohol, um, I'm happy that there are so many options out right. there for me to have. Now, will I feel there's something missing? Probably. When, will I be thankful that I have so much out there that's offered to me to have? Yes. Right. Yes. You can still have that glass of fizzy yellow liquid, just like anyone else here around. Only difference is yours doesn't have yeah. what, you know the alcohol. That, that I'm you not going to lie. I, I would that, love one to taste as great as a alcoholic beer. Sure. And uh, the pursuit of everyone out there to try and make one taste that way is noble and continue. I think that's what's interesting to me though is that like this whole category has this whole side of it that like we in theory we could get to to where it tastes just as good or satisfies in the same ways or has those that same flavor profile as something with alcohol in it that would that people that not that you can't drink al- drink alcohol that you're just as happy not drinking it as you are for sure actually drinking it. Like that's to me, that's, yeah. that's where this category can go. We're just clearly not there. yet. I agree. I mean, just like the, the, you know, smoking barbecue story I just yeah. told if, if there was a product that I could enjoy that was just as good, then I would do that. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, this is ale Smith. 
their IPA, non-alcoholic craft brew. It doesn't really have like a name or anything. It's just IPA. Uh, it says, the, our non-alcoholic IPA is built upon the same foundation of quality and craftsmanship as our award-winning Alesmith IPA. This brew, is uh, this brew is highlighted by the fine balance achieved between bitterness and citrus, bringing the IPA flavor profile without the alcohol. This one is interesting because they are taking a brand that already exists. Mm -hmm. Granted, the brand is just Alesmith IPA. It's not like some kind of uh, fanciful brand, but um, it's it's ballsy in that you're saying we have this and i know deschutes is doing that too with black uh, black butte and um what's their ipa fresh squeeze fresh, fresh squeeze yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're taking both of those and putting non-alcoholic versions of both of those on the shelf you're taking a beer that people have sorry camera <laughs> you're taking a beer that people already have this uh uh, this this flavor profile in the head in their head and this this impression of the beer and you're saying here it is just without alcohol I haven't had an Alesmith IPA for a while but I guarantee it doesn't taste like this mm -hmm. I, I bet it's better no but <laughs> what I would say is uh, tastiest one so far for me um, it still doesn't smell good though right and that's that's what I was thinking too no, none it, of it these doesn't smell good like it's not even just the taste but the, the olfactory part of the beer experience is severely lacking in all of these. No, that's that, it tastes fine, though. Yeah, yeah. It I still needs, it, it almost still needs, needs maybe, um, maybe more carbonation to make up for the lack of bitterness that's going on there. It needs something else. Put it in the soda in that, stream and see what yeah, happens. Something else in that, in that mouthfeel that's kind of lacking for me. Yeah. You need something to kind of make up for the, um, the lack of, of, of bitterness. And yeah. all of these need more, like, something behind them. <clears throat> I did ask uh, ChatGPT uh, AI. Oh, that guy. Yeah. All right. I, I asked uh, what the best non-alcoholic beers were because I figured uh, if nobody that I talked to can answer that for me. Maybe a computer can. Uh, ChatGPT said to me, and this is, this is a direct quote, uh, as an AI language model, I don't have personal opinions or biases. <laughs> However, I can provide you with a list of some of the most popular non-alcoholic beers on the market based on customer reviews and expert opinions. All right, fair. Um, I did not type this, but I said thank you, and it kept going. And it said, number one, Heineken 0.0. This non-alcoholic beer from Heineken has received high praise for its refreshing taste and similarity to its alcoholic counterpart. Um, I have tried it. It's fine. It's not awesome, but it's 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 fine. Um, the Klaus Tauler, which uh, we've tried, we tried. Is there a regular one too? Because it doesn't say dry hopped. I, there might be one more actually. It's just the regular one. Uh, Klaus Tyler is a German brand that has been producing non-alcoholic beer for over 40 years. Oh, wow. um, I did not realize they've been around that long. Mm -hmm. They offer a range of styles, including lagers, IPAs, and wheat beers. Number three, Athletic Brewing Company. This U.S.-based brewery specializes in non-alcoholic beer and offers a variety of styles, including IPAs, stouts, and golden ales. Number four, Bitburger Drive. This one is not available here, but I am curious about it because Bitburger makes great beer. Uh, Bitburger is a German brewery that produces a popular non-alcoholic beer called Bitburger Drive. It has a light, refreshing taste and is a good uh, option for those who prefer a lower-calorie beer. Number five, which is the last one on the list. I didn't tell it to give me the top five, but I guess that's what it decided. Um, Erdinger uh, Alcohol Free. This German wheat beer has been praised for its authentic taste and is a popular choice among non-alcoholic beer drinkers. 
However, J- ChatGPT then continued, and then said, it's important to note that these taste preferences can vary widely, so what one person considers the best non-alcoholic beer may not be the same for another person. It's always a good idea to try a few different brands and styles to find what suits your taste buds. So, Basically, to each their own. Yeah, to each their own, with provolone. <laughs> Damn. Let me finish this one. Let's crack We're going to get one. replaced by <laughs> AI. <laughs> ChatGPT can recap podcasts just as well as you and I can. It's bullshit. <laughs> Which one's next? We have uh, Athletic and Untitled Art. I say Athletic next. Sounds good to me. Because yeah. the handful of Athletic beers I've had, I have not enjoyed any of them at all. And Untitled Art, I have had some very good <coughs> non-alcoholic uh, drinks from so I echo that, and then anybody who's been with True Pear Pot for a long time knows that uh, Julie and I have uh, done this episode already. So yeah, I I would agree. Uh, this is a uh, we are uh, I'm doing a uh, a rinse. <laughs> I did too, but primes the taste buds. Ah ah oh no. Just smell alone is this is the so far the strongest smelling one I feel like, yes, and they all they all have the same like underlying odor to this them. is their free wave hazy IPA. It's not hazy. Yeah. No. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's. It doesn't really tell me much. Oh, here we go. No, it doesn't really tell me about the beer. It tells about the brewery. It doesn't tell me much of anything. Uh, it's I, I actually think this is the closest one to beer so far for okay. me. It's not great. Um, I serve it at the uh, the place that I don't work at. Uh, I serve a, a variety of um, athletic brewing products. It just it was easy. Yeah. Um, there's a market for it. Um, People are familiar with the brand, too. Yeah. It, and it, they know it's a non-alcoholic brand. I hate that I contributed to them being so big in 2022 by volume <laughs> as a craft brewery. Um, however, uh, it is um, easily accessible. It's easily identifiable. And, you know, people who are looking for that option are happy to have it and so well and uh, I, I'm a capitalist so I'm I'm happy that they're happy. I think it's interesting, you know, gluten-free to me falls in the same category where you could have a brewery that exists that provides a non-alcoholic beer or a gluten-free beer to all these other tap rooms and finds this niche within that to have other breweries selling your beer. Mm-hmm. All over the place, and and Athletic has done an incredible that's, job. Of that's what they're doing. I mean, I can't believe. Do they have a tap room? Uh, do I we, don't. Do we know I that? Don't yeah. think so. And I can't believe that uh, the majority of their their customer base is buying it direct to consumer. I, well, I that's think my thought is I I feel like the main reason for Athletic's popularity, a lot of it is its affordability. It is one of the most affordable non-alcoholic beers out there. Craft. They're, they're craft. Because you can correct. buy you can buy a twelve pack of, um, like I said, Sharps sure, for cor- probably right. ten ninety nine. Right. Correct. But if and you're it's looking for 10.99 a craft beverage, a six pack. 
Their marketing is phenomenal. Their price point is phenomenal. Getting it shipped by the case direct to your house. I mean, they, they were, they're doing it right. It's just not a flavor profile that I would want to have multiple cans of sitting at my house uh, if I was going in on alcoholic route. I isn't isn't I, uh, beer writer Scott Fernari working for them? I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, I I also don't know that they have a tap room, uh, but this picture that I found is of their brewing facility, uh, and it's like a, a storefront in the in industrial thing. But in front of it, there are definitely one, two, three. Like I see like five picnic tables, so I guess that makes it a tap room <laughs> if you can show up there and drink. Huh. It's, it's fine. There are starting, and I learned this when uh, I was on an upcoming episode of Craft Parenting Podcast, there are actually multiple non-alcoholic tap rooms and bottle shops mm-hmm. starting to pop up all over the place where the only thing they sell are non-alcoholic beverages, and I think it's fantastic that There was one in Columbus that thing. lasted about a year before it closed. I think there's one in uh. like Dayton, St. Pete's. I think these are all like Florida. Uh. Um, there was one, there, okay. there is one over in Harrison also that okay. was not only non-alcoholic. You could buy alcoholic stuff, but I think half of their taps were dedicated to non-alcoholic gotcha. beers and non-alcoholic cocktails were going on and stuff. But I do think it's so fantastic that those options on are, it. right, right, that it's <coughs> something that is popular enough to where you're not stuck, you know, hoping that the brewery you go to has a non-alcoholic option right. or the bottle shop you go to that... I don't know, dedicated or, you know, mostly dedicated tap rooms and bottle shops are, are popping well, up. I don't like this at all. It doesn't feel good to me. No. <laughs> no. Like, I feel very burpy right now, and, mm-hmm. like, it's all just sitting in my stomach. Yeah, really. it's all just, it's, it's yeah. all heavy. It's just sitting there. Yeah. Uh, let's drink the last one. This is Untitled Art. Um, in my experience so far, these have probably been the best ones that I've tried. Um, this is their, what, West Coast IPA, I think? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they're uh, chocolate milk, uh, you know, and a milk stout, and I think it was called Florida, maybe. It's their non-alcoholic uh, Berliner Weiss. Yeah, the sour one. Phenomenal. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. And they're uh, I don't dry remember hot if, Pilsner. Yeah, that one was Super actually good. really, so really good. good. Yeah, this, this, is, this is good. It's fine. It still has that weird smell to it, though. Like there's still something very similar, yeah. It's it, smell wise with all these, and I don't know what that is. It's is it something that is being hidden in regular beer because of uh, you know? It could be right. The sure, process it, it being could finished be or, right. I mean, it very well could be. This is definitely the best out of all of them that I think we tried, in my opinion. Uh, I, I'm yeah, <coughs> sure. I'm I'm gonna go with that. As far as beer flavored ones, I agree. I think because I like sweet stuff, the Santa Claus again, yeah. but that, but I'm, yeah. but, I'm you know drinking, what? but I'm drinking sugar and you know, that's yeah, but why, you know what? You know? Like I, I think that again, if I put it over ice and drank it out of like like yes. that, I could probably drink more of the Santa Claus Tower than than, anything than the else. other ones, right? Um, but as far as beer the, flavored non-alcoholic beers that we've had, yeah, Untitled Art wins for sure. Back in an early episode of Truth Beer Pod, when we had the mix twelve pack mm-hmm. of um, untitled art, non alcoholic. Yeah. Four pack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a 12 pack, but, uh, anyway, 
the 12 pack is just the four pack with more. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, um, but science, they, Math. they were, um, they were good. Um, but it was also, um, pricey. Yes. Yeah. That is a problem with these. I don't know what the single can of the untitled art costs, but, uh, was it, well, it was like six bucks maybe. Yeah. It, the untitled art. I remember I got a twelve pack from my buddy. He was uh, doing a, a month long, you know, non alcoholic journey, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like twenty six ninety nine for a twelve pack. Yeah, that is a uh, a problem with a lot of non alcoholic beers because of the process that they're going through to make them. They cost more money to produce, so they have to pass that on to consumer, and uh, they become more expensive for something that doesn't taste as good and doesn't have alcohol in it right yeah it's a uh, whole thing's it's, it's weird um i get people that can't consume alcohol or don't want to consume alcohol why this would be something that you lean towards but um they just don't taste as good and i still have not found one that kind of meets that that same desire that i have when i'm when i'm drinking a beer it doesn't yeah. have the same flavor profiles mm-hmm. uh, the bitterness is a big thing for me they're all just too sweet and um i need something to kind of uh, and maybe you talk about the, the the sour, the you know the Berliners. Maybe that would be better because you have that thing that kind of can cut through that sweetness a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's a uh, it's strange. <laughs> we are definitely not uh, changing the show over to a non-alcoholic beer show anytime soon because it doesn't satisfy me. No, I, I'm happy that all the options are out there. Yeah. Um, but as a uh, as a drinker who can have uh, alcoholic beverages. Um, I'm gonna pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. Uh, some of these will probably get uh, dumped after the show because they're just not that good. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys. I appreciate you sitting down and yeah. um, rolling through these with me. For sure. Um, I thought this was gonna be a short episode, and it really kind of wasn't. So. <laughs> Great. Happy to oblige. Uh, we'll complain about it on the next episode of Truth, Beer, and Consequences. That's right. That's right. Uh, we, we'll be back next week. Um, I think next week we are headed up to Middletown. We're going to talk to New Wales, talk about their new location and um, the growth that they're kind of undergoing as a, a tiny little brewery because um, tiny breweries can grow too. Tiny breweries are people too. Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, yes. Check out Truth Beer Consequences, truthbeerpod.com. Follow them on all of your uh, uh, favorite uh, podcast platforms. Uh, Sensi Brewcast, it's the voice of Sensi Craft. 